0: Hi, and welcome to an episode of Beyond the Balance Sheet podcast. Today's guest is Olivia Summerhill. She is the founder of a financial consulting company, the Summerhill firm, that helps affluent women maintain their lifestyles and thrive post-divorce, which is often one of the most difficult times in a human's life, not just educating them, but empowering them financially, and I would imagine helping them access resources and supports that help them thrive in different ways as well. She serves famous and high profile women who need help navigating the financial complexities of divorce, which when there is more assets, there is more complexity and she helps these women develop a resource and support system. Olivia is a certified financial planner, a divorce financial analyst, a divorce specialist, money coach, and has a psychology of financial planning specialty. So welcome. Tell me about the Summerhill Firm.
1: Hi, well, thanks for having me today. I I started my firm for so many reasons and one of them is really to help exactly my clientele is helping them get through divorce because there's enough financial planners in the world doing amazing things when people have great lifestyles already. But when you're in the midst of such a really, really scary and anxiety ridden situation, you have to have someone helping you through that. And so that's what I do at the Summerhill firm is just helping women get through this really hard time.
0: So you are not a divorce lawyer. Let's get really clear about that. You are not a divorce lawyer. You are not necessarily advising them on the legalities of the divorce. So in a situation, let me give you an example. Let's say a, a woman named Olivia comes to you and she says, I'm going through a divorce. We have 180 million in assets and my lawyer is suggesting X, Y, Z. What do you do?
1: Oh, well, first I would say, good job on your parents giving you that name. It's a great name, Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After that, though, I would then say, you know, let's actually start this off by asking some open-ended questions and getting to know exactly who she is as a person and also who does she want to be post-divorce? So we kind of leave the financial, oh gosh, the, the, all the financial questions to we get to those answers very quickly. But we do leave them for a moment to address what are her values now? Who is she as a person and who is her identity as a person coming forward out of this divorce? Because that affects your finances, no matter what, you're going to change as a person in divorce. And you need to know who you are. And so those values, we go over values a lot and ask open-ended questions. So for Olivia, let's say she's my client, that 180 million, that's great to understand where she's coming from financially, but not in the first session. So we get to know who she is at the very, very beginning.
0: And what are some of the complications that you tend to run into with people in the early stages of this process? What are some of those?
1: A lot of them is denial or they're wanting to throw in the towel because the divorce has been going on so long. So I hadn't come in at the very beginning. She's been going on for two years in this turmoil, not knowing where to turn, not knowing who to trust. And she's just wanting to be done. So almost throwing in the towel of, I'm just going to give up that 180 million. I'm done. Um, so that's obviously an issue, um, because long-term that's not going to help her thrive. Um, there's also uh, a lot of issues with what do we do with the children and what do we do with the house? So Mm -hmm. I want the children hundred percent of the time. I don't want him to have to see them at all. And usually that's some conversations where we have to bring in the right team players, which a lot of the times it's therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other things that we see is there's addictions on one side or the other. And I stay in my lane. I deal with the finances and divorce and with the emotional aspect of how to deal with those finances. And so I have to bring in a lot of specialists. A lot of the times I'm
0: fascinated by this conversation in that you really are talking about supporting women, their values, a whole person, and not just the finances. What sort of things do women come to you? I would imagine that there's a certain amount of confusion about who they are, what they are, what they value during these kinds of times.
1: There's lots of confusion. And there's a lot of mistrust. And that's completely understandable. So I think the first thing that as a professional that is really fun to be able to do is to not only take the weight off the shoulders of you're in a safe space. We can talk about this. It's all confidential and discreet, but also giving her hope that there is someone you can trust. And there is someone who also understands those confusing times especially when it comes to understanding yourself, your values, what to do next financially in the divorce, because you're going to be hearing if if there's anyone here listening today that's going through a divorce, you know I'm right when I say there's so many words you're going to hear from so many different people on what you should do next and you really at this time it's confusing to understand where to turn who to listen to and also how to trust your own gut and that's what i love working on too is how do we get to understand what your true values are and trusting your gut and and knowing that you know what's best for you
0: yeah so with a high net worth divorce there's a panoply of professionals involved who are they and what are their roles
1: so almost every single case that I've ever been a part of. If I'm being brought in by, let's say, a celebrity divorce attorney, I'm seeing that there is a family business and usually it's the husband because I only work with the women um, and usually those stay at home moms of 15 to 20 years. And so he's been building a business. You've got to bring in the right professionals, and that's usually a business evaluator. And sometimes we bring in forensic accountants. Sometimes we bring in trust officers because there's most likely some trust that we need to verify and look at and understand the documentation. And again, that's not my specialty. And usually we're going to bring in a therapist if she's not already working with one child specialists get involved because we want to make sure this is a smooth process for not only the mother and father, but the children. And then if they don't already have an attorney, I will get them involved with the right ones. that's a good fit for them in their city or county or wherever they may be at that time. Um, There's so many other professionals such as luxury realtors I've brought in quite a bit. You need to bring in the right divorce mortgage person who understands how to get them approved if they haven't had a a career for at least 10, 15 years. Um, So there's a lot of different specialties and nuances, and that's just the very, very tip top. I could go on and on of who else I've brought in before.
0: That is really interesting. How do you quarterback all those people?
1: So it depends on where they are in the case. So sometimes if she's coming to me at the very, very beginning, they haven't filed. She has no clue where to turn. She has no clue what to do with the finances. I can help with some of the finances and just team with maybe a therapist and then get her involved with a divorce attorney down the road and then the other professionals if needed. So the beginning, it's usually very few professionals. If I'm coming in and they have been in this divorce for eight years and they just need to finalize it, I might be the last team player. So. I'm quarterbacking in the way of I'm helping her process and not have paralysis, because that's what I see a lot of, too, is just complete fear, blank fear, not knowing how to move on. And it's been going on for years. Um, And then other times it's I'm going to sit in the room with your private banker, and I'm going to really, in a way, very positive way, Grill him to understand what he's done for the last 10 years for you and your family and see if that's a good team player for you anymore. And if not, we will bring in the best financial person because I don't manage the assets. I'm a consultant. I helped during the divorce and we may need to get a professional in sooner than later who can help um, estate planners as well. I might just sit in the room with you and we might talk with an estate planner. So really depends on where we are in the divorce process and what we need to accomplish.
0: So you mentioned fear of divorce and that that can cause paralysis. What are the common types of fears women express to you about divorce?
1: (sighs) I am taking a deep breath for all the women right now who I've talked to about this. Um, The biggest fear that I'm seeing right now is Am I good enough for another relationship that's already coming up? right? Is Am I good enough? Is he leaving me for the younger female for a reason? Is it me? And just again, for anyone listening, it is not about you. <laughs> if that's what's happening for you right now, just getting the right team around you will really support you through and understand that fear might not be um, as valid as we want it to be. Uh, it's, it's usually about him. Um, So I'm seeing that a lot. And then the fear of really being able to take care of your family. And that's where the values come into play. We can fix and help and work with you on that fear um, because that's usually something we just need to talk about. We have a fear of failure in life and not being good enough for the significant other or all of these other fears. It's something that is unconscious. And if we bring it conscious and start talking about it, that's when things can change
0: yeah that's right so let's do one case example from a client and we understand no names will be used where you worked with them from the beginning of the process through what we would call thriving Mm post-divorce can you describe that
1: i love being able to be part of the divorce process from the very very beginning all the way to the end it just it is it's like this excitement and joy of seeing this transformation. And so at the very beginning, I have a client. I'm not even going to give a fake name. Um, I'm not going to even say a name. She is a wonderful person. We'll just stay with that. And coming in at the very beginning, devastated, not knowing where to turn, what to do, has no clue what he's doing. There's an IPO happening in his firm soon. She doesn't even know what that means. So really going through budgeting and the financial Mm. situations and the financial scenarios and understanding where she is and then who she wants to be. So understanding and owning her own values. It takes a while for certain cases. And in this one, it took about a year to figure out where everything is with the finances and where he's going to go post-divorce and where she's going to go post-divorce and the children but actually getting through and understanding who she was as a person an individual, right? It's not always thinking about the entire unit as the family is important, but you also need to understand yourself. So getting her to where she felt comfortable post-divorce and being able to finish all of that and get her to a place where she started her own practice, and I don't want to even go into what she does, because, again, I'm very, very confidential and discreet with my clients but now she is being able to start her own business and thrive with what she wants to do, helping other women. So for me, that shows just a peace of mind for her, but also I feel such success and joy of getting able to see where she's come from of the very, very beginning, not knowing what to do to thriving post-divorce and doing something for other people that brings her joy.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, how do people move beyond divorce? What what do you see? Yeah.
1: Ooh, that's a tough question because everyone's different and there's no right answer. So mm-hmm. it really depends on where you are in the divorce process and moving through divorce is really understanding you as a person and building your own confidence and putting the finger on yourself on I need to understand and trust my own gut. So again, I, I guess I'll go back to family, friends, professionals. They all will give their opinions. And in the end, one of the biggest questions I will ask clients is, where do you not want to be in five years? And also, what is your gut telling you right now? So let's look forward because I'm a forward thinker and in finance. We need to understand where you need to be and where you want to be, but also What is your gut telling you? Let's trust it for a little bit here and just start that process. And over time, it'll grow. And also getting those team members in that can really dive into the psychology. So a lot of times we're bringing in therapists to really understand who she is. That's probably the biggest thing that I would say. I
0: would think that a therapist in that scenario would be really important. have you worked in situations where the couples were going through a collaborative divorce? Is that something that you have seen? Can you describe a little bit of difference between our our standard image of what a divorce looks like and a collaborative
1: process? This is a great question because one of the things that I, I love doing is being a part of a collaborative team. I'm collaboratively trained. And what you see in a collaborative process is you're gonna see, usually a old litigating attorney turned collaborative who wants to now make a creative process and not have their client fight through the process. So they've switched sides in a way. So instead of let's go to court and let's put fuel to the fire, This person who used to be that litigating attorney has switched into collaborative and wants both sides to get along and be neutral together. And so you have two attorneys typically for both of the spouses, and they're working together to come up with a really creative solution that's going to fit their family's needs and the divorce. So then they bring in a therapist and then they might bring in a child specialist. They might bring in a financial divorce analyst, which is something that I do in my roles. And what that does is really levels the playing field for everyone involved. Everyone is openly communicating. There's really a sense of we're all getting to the end here and a goal together, and we want it to be fair for everyone involved. So instead of the litigating process, which is again, fuel to the fire a lot of times and going to court and dragging out and spending loads of money. Collaborative process is a setting where you have professionals all agreeing that they want to get to the divorce final end with you in a creative solution way and make it a neutral process. So that's the big difference that I see and I completely support it. I will say the scheduling of so many professionals can be difficult at times, but it's well worth it again. So just wanna make sure everyone knows it's not just um, rainbows and butterflies. There is a little downside, but that downside is well worth it.
0: I can see that. I can also imagine that there are times I have people in my practice that are not equipped to go through a collaborative process. And in which case we're gonna have the um, litigant model for divorce. And I could see you being supportive in that too because that can be terrorizing for women. Absolutely. That whole process, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you encountered, you mentioned that some of your client base are stay-at-home women who have not worked in many years. How intimidating is the judicial process for that
1: woman? That is a huge thing that I see. Uh, at the very beginning of working with someone or even in a consultation. Um, And I do a lot of volunteer work with those who can't afford my services because I do work with ultra high net worth women. It doesn't matter where they are on that spectrum of wealth. It is an intimidating process. And although I'm not in the lawyer realm and I don't go there, I am able to at least listen and get them to the right professionals to get those answers. I wish it was done different. I don't know how to do it different, but it would be wonderful if it wasn't such a complex, scary process, but just know if you are listening right now, it's not just you who feels that way. Everyone feels that way at the beginning. It's overwhelming on how, how the process is in the legal way and divorce.
0: That makes complete sense to me. Yes. So I want to thank you. Is there anything I should have asked today that I failed to? What else would you like us to know on last note?
1: I think that that's a really, I like to keep things simple because when we're talking about divorce and finances, 97% of us have anxiety over money already. So let's keep it simple. And I don't think we're gonna add anything else today. There's a lot of questions we could go over, but let's, let's just keep it right where it is. I love this today. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Thank you very much. And for our listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Balance Sheet, please like us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Balance Sheet, a podcast designed to help advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families solve some of their biggest medical, psychiatric, and emotional challenges. Visit beyondthebalancesheet.com to read more about our guests and resources, and sign up for our newsletter.